0: Okay,
1: cool. So, uh, welcome to the Nova Comics, uh, podcast, or the s podcast, episode six. And today with us, we have Shane Morrison. Hey, how's it going? Hey. <laughs> Doing
2: good. Uh, so, uh, who are you? Besides, you know, being your name Shane. <laughs> and, uh, what do you do?
0: about that is it gives me plenty of time to do other stuff but uh i write the i'm the writer and creator of the comic book series beast king which is up to about issue three about right about now and also i run crimson gate comics which also publishes Prosser's gate by trevis martinez which that is also up to issue three and so right now things are kind of at a standstill due to me
1: getting a house recently yeah <laughs> a lot of financial drain on that end I'm sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Um what is Beast King and Crosser's Gate? and like like what can you t- tell about them without giving away like any spoilers?
0: So, Beast King is like a science fiction action kind of series which is based in Texas. and It's about a guy named Jake Stevens who when his mother was pregnant with him, she he was genetically modified and had animal DNA combined with his own DNA. So it gave him, you know, unique abilities and the, the power to turn into a powerful beast, which is kind of where the title Beast King comes in because it turns out there's others like him, though he's supposed to be the perfect being of his kind, whereas the others are more trial and error type versions. And, you know, they'll have, like, say, for example, some might have psychotic issues. None of them are able to turn back to human like he can and stuff like that. And pretty much the way I do it is every issue is about 32 pages, and the whole story behind it is when he was a kid, his parents had refused to share any of the research with anybody because they realized how much trouble it could cause, and the company they were working for turned out that they were wanting to use it more for profitable reasons instead of like the furthering, furthering the human race. And evolution and whatnot. And so, because of that, they were assassinated when he was a kid, right in front of him. And so, ever since then, his uncle had to raise him and train him so one day he could get revenge for his parents. And, there's kind of a a lot of stuff that goes on in the first two issues on its own. Issue 3 only came out like, I think a couple months ago, so I don't know if it's too soon to be revealing any details on what happened in Issue 3 and whatnot, but. The way it ends is that it kind of really picks up on the story. Wow. Crosser's uh, <laughs> Gate is a horror mystery series, which is done in like a black and white manga type style. And it's about an alternate world, like our world, but it's twisted, warped, and crazy. And it, what that happens is sometimes it'll randomly pull people into that world. So the way the first book starts out, the main character sees that he's being followed, and so he goes to run through a door and that door just so happens to take him to that world and so pretty much the first issue of that series he's trying to figure out how to get the hell out of this place while every time he goes around a corner there's these creatures called wraiths which are like mindless killing machines and they're basically how do I put it i'd say the way i would describe it is they're kind of like a very creepy looking advanced type of zombie <laughs> like they, they work more like ant- like Myla, like animals with a non-stop killer instinct basically huh. so <clears throat> it gets pretty crazy and pretty much with each issue it kind of leaves you a little more and more <laughs> confused on what's going on and like you don't really know what exactly is going on and neither does the main character so cool. it's a pretty good series especially for people that love horror type stuff
2: that's me I like horror
1: (laughs) that's awesome Uh, so do you uh, plan on running any um, crowdfunding like Kickstarter Indiegogo in the future let's see for the previous
0: stuff I've probably ran about four Kickstarters by now but I'm hoping to do maybe two or three more this year because I want to get Beast King 4 and Crossers Gate 4 out But I also want to hurry up and start on my other series called Ungodly Champion, which I hope to at least get issue one released on that this year, which is also a story based in
1: Texas, and that actually, that story actually goes side by side with Beast King. Oh, cool. So they're kind of like, it's kind of like each story is
2: one half of one whole story. That's cool. Very cool. They all like connect or?
0: Yeah, Beast King and Ungodly Champion do. that's cool. Because there will be issues where they meet each other and whatnot.
1: So um yeah. So what uh, what advice do you have for um, creators uh, getting into Kickstarter? Seeing as you've run so many. <laughs> uh, let's
0: see. Networking, obviously, you know, try to get to know people. Because the very first Kickstarter I did, I had to pretty much cancel it because. I, at the time, didn't really know anybody. And honestly, I didn't know that there was as many indie creators as there are. But uh, honest, honestly, you need to kinda do a lot of planning and prepare yourself. And you know, try to set your goal to a reasonable goal. Because if you've never done a Kickstarter before, unless you have something that is somehow gonna be a huge hit on your first try, it's best to not overachieve with your your goal. So that's probably a a good one, but um, try to make your rewards reasonable, and I wouldn't say anything over the top unless you know for sure you can pull it off. Make sure that you can at least break even and um, always make sure to account for shipping. A lot of people seem to never account for shipping.
1: They just kind of guess instead of doing the research. Google's your friend. Absolutely. Uh, So do do you uh, only run on Kickstarter or do you run on any other platforms like Indiegogo? I usually only do
0: Kickstarter. I've yet to try to do one on Indiegogo.
2: We, uh, when we first started this company, we did an Indiegogo, but we didn't have a following. So, like, basically everything you just said that you should do, we didn't do. Uh, so I'm mostly yeah. me so, yeah so I like did an Indiegogo and he's like oh you should follow this thing I was like N- shut up so uh, <laughs> so I was uh, doing Indiegogo for I don't even we, like a for the comic that actually is on our Kickstarter now except the art was not even out yet we had nothing yeah so I was just like yeah I'll just get money but that's not how that works Yeah, that
1: was,
2: I think you had a sure couple of sketches at old. least halfway done with the book yeah, I think we just had um,
1: concept yeah. art. Yeah, so we had and like maybe one page was stenciled or something. Yeah, but it was from a different artist, like yeah, than the for, one we ended up using. Yeah, yeah this is crazy. <laughs> um, so uh, if people have been uh, running kickstarters and they keep failing, uh, what do you have to? What, um, do you have any advice to them before they throw in the towel? Like, what when do they know it's you know, maybe maybe their stuff isn't working or maybe they're just not running their Kickstarter properly.
0: Uh, if I'm going to be honest, usually those are the people that, no matter how much advice they're given, they still try to do their own thing, which for stuff like Kickstarter does not work. You want your Kickstarter to look as professional as possible and as informative as possible without overloading with text, if that makes any sense. Yeah. But, uh like i said those people the ones that just keep trying to churn out kickstarters where for one they just don't look professional and two they just tend to not be the listening type you know kind of like a like a, a writer or an artist that you tell them hey your stuff could be so much better if you did this but instead they just brush it off and keep doing what they were doing so that's
2: the unfortunate part about that <laughs> some people you just I wouldn't say are hopeless or lost cause
0: but they're, they're kind of their own worst enemy
1: no definitely yeah like we uh, one of the first pieces of feedback we got for our first print was the uh, like the lettering needed work and so that's like the first thing we did for uh, uh, the upgraded release that we're doing now it's definitely uh, you know it's good good to take advice and heed it <laughs> especially from those okay you know, have been successful at okay, it.
0: So, uh, I know for issue one of Beast King, I gotta reletter that one because that was done over a year ago when I first started and I was new to lettering and all that stuff.
1: <laughs> so, it still needs to be redone. Yeah, we, we, we just like, didn't get a letter and I have Photoshop so I, uh, yeah, uh <laughs> I was like,
2: bad. They're like, oh, <laughs> the bubbles are too big. Or, like, the lettering is close to the um bubble lines or whatever and I was like, alright, I guess I'll fix Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. I asked around, and then Travis Gibb like messaged me and said, "Oh, like you should use my letter that I've used." And I was like, "Oh, okay." So yeah, I have Jerome that did that. Yeah, I
0: was too cheap all the time, so eventually I just kept
2: doing it and doing it until I got better at <laughs> it. Yeah, that works too. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's,
0: my lettering's improved quite a bit. I wouldn't say it's fantastic, but. I'd say it's worth at least charging rates.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, what is an obstacle that you had to deal with in, like, your creating process and how did you, like, overcome it?
0: Uh, my biggest obstacle is always money. <laughs> There's always some new financial obstacle that comes in the way. <clears throat> but, I mean, I have, usually have plenty of free time. But, like, for example lately I'm having to pick up a ton of overtime to be able to get stuff at home done, while also trying to get comic book stuff done. Like, for example, I only just recently was able to pay uh, my illustrator and my inker for the first five pages of Ungodly Champion. And I usually try to only pay before the work is done. So, that kind of obviously gets in the way, too.
1: No, it's, def- it's definitely good to uh get the make the artists happy. You know, you want to you want to keep them uh wanting to come back and work on your stuff and prioritize your stuff. So it's good to it's good to make sure they get paid first, but it definitely does uh slow things down a bit.
0: Yeah, it's true. Nothing turns away an artist more than uh you'll get paid once the Kickstarter funds. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got I got bills today so
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Uh we're going to do like a couple lightning round questions. It's only like 3 and they're like simple. It's just the first thing that comes to your head. Oh okay. This is like little fun things for other people to like learn about you. Uh I don't, care. I
0: don't always do too well with
2: those, but I can try. <laughs> uh favorite restaurant. Favorite restaurant. Ah,
0: that. <laughs> I don't know. Restaurants that I really enjoy, but if I had to pick one that I've been kind of really enjoying lately, would be Razoo's, which is a, uh, a Cajun re- restaurant. Nice. But it's like kind of like a place, kind of like Chili's or Applebee's. Oh, that's like, cool. I guess higher quality. It's not like fast food. They have like the best fried pickles I've ever had. I like fried pickles.
2: <laughs> I don't like pickles, but I like fried pickles. I'm weird. Having trouble hearing you. Oh,
1: how about now? Are we good now? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, sometimes it just cuts out <laughs> for, yeah. for no
2: reason. The mic is like super <laughs> sensitive. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, favorite holiday?
0: Thanksgiving.
2: Yes. See? <laughs> Fuck Christmas. Um, <laughs> uh, favorite indie comic right now?
0: Uh, it's a series called Prometheus it's not through image or anything like that because I know that there's a Prometheus I think that's through image but uh, it's through a guy on Kickstarter his name's Ryan and I, I pretty I enjoyed that one a lot uh, I think there was another one that was a pretty even with it but I can't think of it off the top of my head
1: I think his name was Ryan just Ryan
2: <laughs> just like Seal yeah like Seal yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right uh well that's the lightning round questions it's pretty easy um <laughs> so we just got uh two more questions and you can oh, nice shower night. or eat <laughs> or whatever you want to do. uh what do you think that any comic creators need to make them be seen more
0: Be that good at
2: marketing. He is. So, a
0: lot of us need to work on our marketing skills, me included. And that's that's probably everyone's number one weak area. I mean, there are a few of us that are really good at the marketing aspects. Obviously, like uh, Tyler James, he's the guy that runs a uh, comics launch. Yeah, he's probably a pro at that stuff.
1: Uh,
0: Sean Max pretty good at that stuff. But, uh, yeah, the, the number one thing that people need to focus on is their marketing strategies and whatnot. It's, it's tough to come up with an actual solid marketing strategy based on a comic book because it's already a pretty niche kind of group. So you got to find a way to entice comic book fans, but then a good chunk of them are diehard Marvel only or DC only or... And then, if they do read indie, they only read image, so it's, <laughs> it can be a
1: pain. Yeah, but you kind of got to find your tribe. <laughs> with the way things are going lately, it seems like more and more
0: focus seems to be moving towards indies, especially with uh, some of the popular artists and writers and stuff coming from Marvel, DC, going straight to Kickstarter. That's so crazy. Which seems to be a, a trend lately. So, hopefully, that'll bring more eyes to Kickstarter, which will maybe cause an increase. Have a fan base for us indie guys.
1: It's so. funny that that's actually what the next question was: was how do you feel about the mainstream pros coming into, uh, you know, the indie comic scene? <laughs> I mean,
0: it might be needed. I mean, there's obviously the paranoia that maybe it'll ruin Kickstarter. For I indie guys, but... I actually
2: think it would be better because then it would make yeah, people actually that's, try that's why harder. I think it would happen, is that it'll improve things for us?
1: like I said it'll cause an increase in the
0: kickstarter backers and if someone gets back to back on their projects it may show it'll obviously show some of our stuff that,
1: like, yeah, a you, of may, you may also like yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah that's, yeah. that's really all I can say on that <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say about that
1: <laughs> is, is there any um, uh, particular mainstream artists that have been coming into the indie scene that you like that uh you know that you're following
0: uh, I mean I'm not totally sure cuz unfortunately the only ones I ever hear about are the ones like uh for example the guy I forget his name the guy that does cyber frog like I only ever hear about the bad ones where it's been <laughs> like a year and they've yet to produce their single issue cuz i guess these pros think oh this must be super easy and then even though they work they worked for like Marvel and DC and all that so you would think that they would know that it's a difficult process but apparently even they are learning the hard way that it's not easy no.
1: well it's it's like with any like business a lot of people think that uh just because you're a technician like just because you're a baker you think you can own a bakery it's like there's so much more to a bakery than just baking it's the oh, same yeah. same with the comic book oh, industry a lot of stuff involved in business oh yeah
0: like you gotta build relationships, you gotta do the marketing stuff which we all seem to lack, you gotta learn prices and shipping and all this other stuff. You just gotta learn there's a lot to learn.
2: Yeah. I was just like, Oh, I'm gonna like write a story and then it turned into a comic and then now I just have to learn marketing. <laughs> so that's why he's here. Oh yeah. Yeah. No it's Definitely
1: been a fun little uh, adventure, uh, you know. Especially since we you know we have our our digital publishing uh, that we do. So it's like having to figure out how to how to get that online, how to you know connect connect all the all the way from just doing the business or running a business and then connecting that with marketing comics has been very fun, <laughs> very fun venture to travel on.
0: <laughs> you gotta learn how to get people to care. Yeah. I mean, that's the
1: honest truth, which just can be hard sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Actually, yeah, it's funny. i got to do it once to get a reference because <laughs> right, I got a bunch of books back here. <clears throat> um, one thing I'd totally recommend this little book, it's super tiny, but it's by Seth Godin, like the godfather of marketing. And uh, it's it's called Tribes, obviously. And the whole point is about building a tribe. And it's off that um, that concept of like the thousand true fans, you know, having having people that will buy anything you put out there, and only focusing on them, because too many people are like, oh, our comic book is for everybody. It's like if your comic book is for everybody, then nobody wants it. Like it's got to be something that you know some people are gonna hate, some people are gonna love, and some people are gonna be indifferent on. And you gotta, you know, you gotta know that. Yeah, you gotta build a following. Yeah. and like you said if it's for everybody then nobody's gonna want it because it's not gonna be unique to them it's just gonna be like any and other kinda like the superhero genre <laughs> especially in indie comics people are like check out my unique superhero and it's, you see it and like that guy looks familiar of yeah <laughs> some other
0: famous superhero or there's just nothing unique about the character whatsoever
2: yeah yeah that's kind of like what i'm trying to change in our comics is uh some are superhero and then some and then it goes into horror and there's like a bunch of genres that we're going into but uh it starts out at like the superhero genre and it focuses a lot on like how spider-man like his he's got like 99 problems but like being spider-man isn't one Yeah. yeah so it's basically like that so i just want people to feel more of a connection with people like the characters in my stories, because um, when someone like dies, I want someone to actually feel hurt when they die. <laughs> yeah, don't
0: don't pull a Marvel and DC where they come
1: back to life. No, uh... we actually
2: have a strict rule for our universe that we don't do that. Like once you stay dead, you you you're dead.
1: Once you stay dead. Once you die. Once, once you, you stay die. dead. That's <laughs> all yeah, and oh, there's. Yeah resuscitated yeah something. yeah there's like very few exceptions we have but they're pre-planned exceptions and they're not and like it's not like a oh there's some other magical way that we just invented for the sake of bringing this character back it's like premeditated how it would happen
2: and we don't have time travel because i am very confused about time travel <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. i'm like
2: because uh one of our friends um, is making a comic slowly when he can and it's like a speedster kind of character and I'm like alright but you can't be like the Flash and he's like what? and I was like you can't have time travel so you have to figure something else out to make it so we figured out something but it's like very confusing <laughs> <laughs> yeah speedsters are kind of it's one
0: of those type of characters that every
1: Yeah, well, honestly, I that's the same way. yeah. It's 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 it, it, that's why it's kind of like, uh, you know, you gotta kind of have to go up to the Spider Man mentality where it's like, yes, the the powers are cool, but the character development is much more prevalent. Like that's the thing that you need to focus on.
0: Yeah, because you can't really focus on oh man, he ran so fast
1: that he went back in time or into the future because so that's been done over and over and over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you
2: watch... Uh, have you ever seen the show yet? The Boys? The what? The Boys. on Amazon. I have
0: not watched it because I think it's on Amazon yeah. and I don't have it. Uh, uh, yeah, my <laughs> I friend like... Uh,
2: <laughs> my friend um, has it or whatever. He has like a free or prime or something. So he let me watch it. Um, one of the scenes there's a speedster character and because the whole premise around the show is like the person that created that comic is against superheroes and one of the scenes is a speedster runs into a person because he can't stop running and kills them (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's 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 literally how it all starts and then it just (laughs) goes That's hilarious. Yeah. Because it's like
1: Superman. Like, when Superman flies around and grabs somebody out of the sky, it's like their neck would break. Like, what, <laughs> what, are, you, what are you talking about? You can't just throw somebody 600 feet in the air and not get whiplash. Like, you, you're out of your mind. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. Like, uh, that movie Hancock.
1: Yeah. Yeah. he throws that kid the Yeah, head. like, in order <laughs> to throw him that high with this much arm motion, that kid would have imploded on
2: himself. Like... Oh, my God. That's why uh, when The Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out and my girlfriend had no idea, like, what was about to happen Uh, because she watched it at some point. Like, it was on Hulu or whatever, and uh, Gwen Stacy's, like, falling. And then her neck snaps because he tries to catch her. And uh, I already knew what was going to happen. So I'm just, like, looking at her, and she's like, oh, yeah, he'll, like, save her. It's like, okay, you keep thinking that. (laughs) Well Well, you didn't think you would get to like a half hour and we got to like twenty five minutes, so that that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, but definitely, uh, thanks for
1: joining us and uh, hope mm-hmm. you enjoyed chatting with us. Oh yeah, that was
2: no problem, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh we're probably gonna do like a crowdfunding like episode just about crowdfunding, but we have to get like everybody in order. Because there's a lot of people that are that want to be part of that. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to do that, then I'll add you to the list for that, and yeah. we'll go from there. Yeah. yeah don't message me about it and let me know more. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll
1: keep you on for a second, but uh, we're gonna end the uh, end the stream right here.